You're listening to the Captain Groomer Podcast. Well, we'll kick this off. I'm ready when you are. Perfect. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to podcast episode 13. As always, Lauren Bruin is looking fine as ever. And tonight's guest is one of my best friends, a good longtime church buddy who's now in the tech world, Duncan Schaefer. Hello, hello. <laughs> Happy to be here. Welcome. Thank you. Thank so you for exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, we go way back. So far back. Yeah. Wait, so how far back? <laughs> Come on, I want to know. So far, the way, way back. <laughs> Like he he was shorter than me at one point. What? Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, wow. hard to believe these days. No, I mean, <laughs> it was yeah. It w- what was church camp? Right. It was. Yeah. Savon was the boat guy, and he's always the boat guy. You know, <laughs> still, <laughs> he is still the boat guy. Um, but yeah, that that was how we all knew him. He was all always you know way too cool. Um, no. You know, but I, I, what I appreciated about him is that he he was he was never too cool. Like mm-hmm. he always mm-hmm. was, um, you know, bringing everybody along and trying to ha- like give everybody a good time on you know at camp. You know, we're all just a bunch of knucklehead kids. You know, want I, I want to go on the you know, inner tubing or yeah. jet skiing yeah. or, or wakeboarding. We, we didn't. We only did a little bit of wakeboarding at camp. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you were you were always like a good host. Thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. Sent a few kids to the hospital, not in but the way that some others did. That's your job. Gave like, them whiplash. Yeah. I know I did send like one kid. You remember Jeremy Mahalski? <laughs> so <laughs> this dude was like the dude when it came to management, you know, catering events, stuff like that. Jeremy was the guy. And so he hired me to come down to Lake Shasta for their houseboats camp. And the lake was just so far down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like a hundred feet. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, everything was a finger driving these boats through. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the girls was like, if you can slingshot me, but don't <laughs> break my neck. And I'm like, all right, You're like, tough I'll, balance I'll see how I can do that. And I mean, I'd launch this chick, her and her and her friend, like her friend just kind of like, you know, tubes, it's like one person goes kind of low and the other yep. person just always rockets. launches. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, she's just like, oh, I can't. Like, I came back and I'm like, are you all right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. You're like, and then she's that like, evening, good thing I have a, a life vest on. She's yeah. And like, then that evening, pain. the leader was just like, uh, you need to do a hospital run right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, who? It's and they this pulled mistake. this girl out. I'm like, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> what have I done? So I had to drive the boat with no lights because the lights actually made it worse to see with these fingers oh, so someone took like a little flashlight and held it underneath the bow yeah to keep oh the God. your eyes like dark yep and i was just looking for trees dang. that that's how you found out that's the how low it was it was so low dang but yeah. yeah no there was i won't mention his name but uh there were you know we can dive into this part a little bit just as you've gone into the the church camp stuff mm-hmm. um someone that we both know and uh, you'll probably meet down the line for sure. Mm. Uh, he had taken some girls out on a jet ski and he was, you know, trying to like buck them to the next level, basically. And because uh, well, it starts, it always starts as like they're making fun of the boat guys. They're like, you can't like you can't throw us off. Like we're, <laughs> oh, we'll they're be fine. For oh, they're totally yeah. asking for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, this dude, he just whipped it around way too hard. And um, the girl sh- like fell off the back so she like 
fell off the back of the jet ski as it was like, you know, the ascent sticks up when you're doing a rodeo. Mm-hmm. As soon as the jet came down, it jet washed her. Yeah. Oh my God. And for the people listening, I don't know if you have kids listening or whatever, this is a little grotesque, but um, a jet wash is basically when the propulsion of the jet shoots up a girl um, and tears the insides. And so I remember Doc saying like, all right, Seven, Time to do a hospital run. Yeah. I was just like, dang it, dude. Like, I was so ready. I was slow looking forward to dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Camp dinner is good. But it was, that was a memory that will forever stick in our brains. Um, You know, I know those girls very well. Um, But yeah, church camps, (laughs) parents send their kids to church. You're going to meet God and it's going to be great. And they're like, I got whiplash, (laughs) you know, I'm going to (laughs) like die. It's about, I mean... It's always, to me, it's always been about getting kids out of their comfort zone, you know, getting them out of the the city that they live in, um, getting them out of cell range, like cell signal so that they're mm-hmm. off their stupid phones um, and can actually have human conversations um, with each other and with their leaders um, and and just start like thinking about things differently and, and not like stop, stop being so busy, stop being so distracted and and be human for for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I've always appreciated about it. And, you know, mixed in with all the, the games and the, the, you know, the activities, the camp activities, um, that, you know, are, are, I honestly think like they're well-planned and it definitely is, it's definitely a mix of like, uh, I don't know, we'll see if this works. We'll throw some soap on a tarp and, and like have everybody just, yeah you know, go after an inner tube in the middle or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the central, the central point of it is, definitely get people out of their comfort zone and i think i mean i'm just i always go deep and i'm like okay i think you know people these days are so so soft Mm. um and so i think and and they are asking to be or they don't want to be challenged they don't want to step out of their comfort zone they want to you know take all precautions Mm -hmm. we were talking earlier Mm -hmm. like take all precautions that they possibly can to not encounter something that will challenge them that will um, put them outside their comfort zone that'll stretch them um, and I think that as many times as you can do that especially with kids especially with youth as they're exploring the boundaries of the world as they're under trying to understand their place in the world if you withhold challenge from them if you withhold um, discomfort they they don't they don't get stronger right mm-hmm. like so why why do we go to the gym why do we yeah. work out why do we do anything difficult it's to become stronger right and there's limits to that of course um and that's you know why we have to go to the hospital and not just be like i you'll be fine right like there's you know precautions that we take and we try not to um to give people too much but also like there's a there's definitely a balance between you know wanting to overprotect versus you know what it's actually a good thing that you're going to explore the boundaries of safety of within reason (laughs) you know um and 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 comfort and and kind of your everyday life because we i think the world we live in, like I said, is just too comfortable, too safe. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, the softness, the safety, superficialness, right? And Mm -hmm. then being in a box. Totally. What are you going to learn? How are you going to find your power? Yeah. How are you going to be courageous? How are Mm -hmm. you going to be strong? Mm -hmm. Like, you're never going to learn it if you don't actually get out there and, like, have those experiences. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's something that I've been wanting to, it's been it's become clear to me over the last honestly several weeks as a lot of transition is happening at work and in my personal life as well 
what do I want to do? Why do I, why am I doing the things that I'm doing? And it's with the, the filmmaking and the mm-hmm. storytelling that I'm wanting to, to dive more into, you know, I want to inspire people to live the hero's journey, right. To, mm-hmm. to, to step out of, you know, if it's to, to take a, a literary analogy or a corollary, you know, Bilbo stepping out of the Shire, right? It's stepping out of comfort into adventure and saying, I don't know what's on the other side, but I'm willing to take the risk and grow and learn and become stronger and face challenges and face things that I might be absolutely terrified of and be better on the other side for that, even if it's just a story, right? Yeah. Even if it's just, not not that it's a fit fiction, but even if, even if all I have at the end is a story, that's more than, yeah, I sat at home. Who well, wants to it's hear the that? experience? Yeah. Right? It's so perfect because you are in alignment with the moon. Do you follow the moon? No, no, no. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so it's new moon today, okay. actually. And um, the last couple weeks have been basically resonating with what you're saying. Mm. And it's so there cool because I've also been on that journey. That's and awesome. literally two weeks ago, parted ways from an eight-year venture wow. that I've been on wow. and I'm doing my own thing. I'm taking that risk. Right. Cool. So it's just like what you're speaking um is going to connect with a lot of people. I and hope I so. just hope like the people who are listening to this like find it within themselves to take that step. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Inspire them. Yeah. I've you know, some cheesy line, something like, you know, our our greatest life lies on the other side of y- yes or something like that. Mm. You know, it's there's so many different versions of that. And I, the stories that have inspired me growing up are all that. It's all someone who doesn't have everything. They don't have all the answers. They are, mm-hmm. they're not fully who they need to be. And they decide despite all of that, or sometimes they're just thrust into it. Sometimes they have no idea what's <laughs> what they're stepping into. And then sometimes that's like, that's the best thing for you is, mm-hmm. is not knowing. That's also where growth occurs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You can only grow if you step into things that, are bigger mm-hmm. than than you have the capacity for because you 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 I, I firmly believe that you grow to the edge of the box that you're in and so if you only are ever in the same size box you you won't grow we're kind of like gonna fish. keep walking around the box exactly you know? <laughs> we're, we're kind of like goldfish right like goldfish will grow actually is it goldfish yeah no goldfish they only grow. grow yes you we were talking the, about this the other day to the yeah. size of the environment that they're in right yeah. dude yeah. her brother has the wax the most whack goldfish. They're huge. Yeah. Their eyes are bulging. Which is why it's you can't like, like throw them into a lake, okay. right? Because they become, they become, uh, they're not going to become whales. Right? Well, but no, they get huge in lakes. Mm-hmm. They, I I've, had no idea. Yeah. I, I looked this up a while ago and they, apparently, if you, you're not supposed to throw your goldfish into like a lake because it or will flush get flush it down a toilet. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, usually they're That's dead what, when you do that. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard, I've heard or, other. Or mom and dad are like, I'm so done with this stupid fish. I'm thr- oh, it died. Sorry. We're throwing it in the in the toilet. It had to go by and oh go to the God. sea. Yeah. You know, it died, quote unquote. And the kids are like, oh, okay. Yeah. Get another one. Get another one. Hang it. No. Plan. Foil. Can I have a puppy? Yeah, right. You're like, you know what? Maybe a puppy would be easier. <laughs> At least I can cuddle a puppy. <laughs> right. That is true. <laughs> but yeah. What are you saying? Just stories, man. Dude, stories. We were just going deep. Yeah. yeah. That was so good. Thanks, man. <laughs> so good, mate. So good. I love- yeah. Ooh, yeah. Can you do an accent too? Oh, I'm not going to embarrass myself in front of the audience. <laughs> Dude, the, you have to do this one. I think one. the audience will like it. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
I'm going to play it back. There's people that are going to listen. It's like, oh, I won't shut up about houseboats. But Duncan, <laughs> Duncan and I had like so many like solid, solid stories and mm-hmm. just memories. And one of them is we would do the Family Guy voice. Mm-hmm. And you had oh, that yeah. one dude. Herbert, I, Herbert the pervert. Yeah, Herbert the <laughs> pervert. <laughs> I got a popsicle in my pocket if you want to reach in and grab it. <laughs> I hope you don't find the money strapped to my inner thigh. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just stupid stuff. Oh Just, god, will you shut up with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of late nights. A lot of a lot, lot of long of car that. rides too, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So you never answered the question though that I had. How oh, many shoot, years? What? Like how far back? Oh, years? Like oh, yeah. Shoot, like that's the first w- yeah. Uh, asking you guys just divulge into something else. I have no idea. Yeah. Dude, yeah. So, um, I had to have been. I gotta do some math. I'm like, oh crap! I don't even know. Because yeah, you're three years, right? Three years younger than me. I'm 26, and you're. Oh god. God, that's yeah. more than three. I'm a child. <laughs> My math is not good. Um, well, we also just are buds, and so it just doesn't. The, the, it, yeah, the yeah. Age yeah. it never like computed. Well, because I was in probably middle school. When I had first had an awareness of Savon the boat guy, <laughs> at which point you were probably already graduated from wherever. And well, yeah, because if you're 26, I'm 32. Mm-hmm. So you're six. I'm six years older than you. Okay, yeah. So you were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which actually is funny because I think I always envisioned you as much older than that from oh, the ca- from the camp standpoint. But mm-hmm. then once we became, once we actually, like, once I was out of middle school and into high school and actually hanging out with him, mm-hmm. it it I think that distance shrunk. A lot. Which is exactly what I was saying earlier, that the distance doesn't seem that well, much after we started connecting. Yeah, yeah and yeah. it's also like what you're perceiving of someone that you don't really know. Right. You, you look, know, like you look you, back at, like I went to a really tiny high school and I look back and I'm, I think of this people who were seniors when I was probably in fifth, sixth grade. And I'm, they're adults. They right? look like adults. And now I look back at 12th graders. I'm like, you I are children. <laughs> you <know>? I can't. <laughs> and it's hilarious because my mental image of what that person looked like in 12th grade, like I'm connected with them on LinkedIn or something. They look the same. I, like, yeah. how? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. Make it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> it just doesn't. It's yeah. just what the human mind does. You know, it fills in the blanks and it assumes stuff and it just puts people into into categories to kind of make sense of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So I would have like met you right around that 2007. Probably. 2006, 2007 kind of era. Um, Well, we both went to Overlake the whole time. Like I I grew up at Overlake. So So we were always at the same same church. Yeah. 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 What one of these other guys I produced it with, he's like, we're the mega church dropouts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, you yeah. want to call that? Yeah, I quit right after high school. Yeah, just, went somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was about that two thousand six seven, and so again, like I was the logistics guy. I never really fit in a leadership role. Um, they wanted me to, mm-hmm. but then they were always like, "Can you set up? You know, the stage, the audio, the video. Go film this. Go mm-hmm. drive that. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> drive the whatever." And so they'd be like, "Oh, can you also lead these kids?" I'm like with what no. time? <laughs> yeah, I'm up at 5 a.m. and yeah. I fall asleep at 1 a.m. Yeah. Like yeah, for a week. Well, and while you know, while all the groups are happening, Savon's off taking care of boats, taking care of tying stuff, to, you know, tying mm-hmm. stuff down, plugging cables in, Getting running stuff, cleaning things, thousand gallons of fuel. Yeah, that doing all the things that no one else knows how to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of a certain set of skills, basically a certain set of skills. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
So that's um, and that's because you had an interest in the whole audio video creative side. And I think that's where we connected. Yeah, the well, most. Yeah, and I think it was. I'm just gonna restart. Yeah. Perfect. That was so first good. Edit, first edit moment. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's fantastic. fantastic. I like it. <laughs> just don't even cut it at this point. It's just memes. I used to I'll, quick before I continue. Uh, I used to put a. a a blooper reel at the end mm, of mm-hmm. some of our episodes where I would just find funny moments that I was going to cut out anyway and I would just put it at the end. That's so smart. Okay, so People where did love it, it. where did it start? <clears throat> that you guys connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I think it started more when I was in that high school range and was starting to get interested in in the creative stuff. Yeah, like you said, I was thinking originally that I was going to go to school for math. I was I applied to Columbia University and a couple others. I was looking at MIT at one point and had to, I, I had see a, you there. I had an MIT grad at, say, "Why why are you why do you want to go to MIT? That's like ridiculous." I'm like, "You went to MIT." He's like, "Yeah, I I didn't want to." <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, "My parents made me." That was one of the things. And yeah. he also said that, you know, it's the thing where if you're the top of your class somewhere you know, where you grow up and then you go to MIT, everyone was the top of their class. So now you're just kind of one of one of many. Mm-hmm. You're just one of the, the fish in the sea. And and, you know, he was he just said it was it's going to be really difficult. You're not going to be able to specialize in stuff unless you're really, 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 really good. You're just going to kind of be an MIT student. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I, I woke up one day and I realized I'm good at math, but I don't love it. And to be good at something for me at that point was not a good enough reason to pursue it. And so I kind of discovered the graphic design thing through church stuff. And and it was something that was waking me up in the morning. And I was like, oh, okay, I can't stop thinking about this stuff. And they would keep me up at night in a good way, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be so interested in solving a problem and figuring out the programs. And, you know, at that point it was, I didn't know anything. I can still remember the very first thing that I made. I've been <laughs> hoping that I can at some point find the hard drive that it's on. I <laughs> doubt that I ever will, but it, the, the the image of it is, burned in my brain mm. it was just so bad it was so busy it was you know <laughs> but it's the first thing i ever made right and it's 15 I, lines <laughs> yeah and i hold it i hold it near and dear to my heart too because mm-hmm. it's i can always remember where i where i came from yeah and so anyway i like i said i was the good at the math thing but i didn't love it and i found the design and it kept me up at night and it woke me up in the morning and i said okay let's see where this goes so i started looking at schools with with art programs and my sister had been going to a university that had a Socratic method learning degree, um, which was a humanities degree. And that just means that instead of, you know, reading a, a textbook and taking multiple choice tests like you do in college, because it's way easier to grade those than anything else. Um, expediency leads to not great, uh, learning outcomes in my opinion. Mm. you have to actually spend the time and so this program what it did is you would read the texts it was a great works program and so we would read aristotle and socrates and plato and um and many 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 others you know freud uh camus rorty uh descartes you know you name it Mm -hmm. kind of great works program and we would just read the books and we would come to class we would discuss it we had a once a week lecture we met twice a week to discuss. And at the end of the week, you wrote what's called an exegetical commentary. And it mm. was just, it just means Sounds a commentary that is pulled from, that that is based on a thesis and it 
uses evidence from a text to back up that thesis. And it was just a couple pages every week. And when when you're in that program and when that's kind of your that's your test is the paper and you can work on it for however long you want. As long as you read the book and you kind of understand it, you can write you can write this thing. And through discussion, you come up with interesting ideas to say, well, I, I thought the author was saying this. Well, I thought it was interesting the way that they connected this to this other author that we're reading or that we have read or this other idea I heard one time. Um, and that was way more interesting to me than going and taking some sort of boilerplate degree. And so I didn't ever have any tests in college because the design degree, wow. it was wow. lovely. Um, <laughs> that sounds so easy. It was, well, <laughs> I mean, if you're a reader and a writer, right, and then a, I can write. Yeah. If you can read, write and discuss, yeah. then great. We also had some public speaking thrown in there as well, just to kind of you really have to have that passion for it. Yeah. So, and like be engaged. I yeah. mean, you know, oh, you if have you be... have a science mind and you're like going for literature and yeah. like reading all these things and trying to have discussions. Yeah. It just might not work as well. Yeah. And, <laughs> so and it's just the person. We even yeah. had a we even had a guy on our floor because we all kind of in that in that humanities degree, they set us up to live on the same floor together, all the guys. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys, I think it was week two or three said, I'm out. I can't do this. This is yeah. not what I thought it was going to be. And we were like, mad respect, dude, for realizing that this is not for you. Mm -hmm. Literally, we don't think any less of you. Good on you. And he lived with us for the rest of the, the, rest of the year. And it was, we were chill. Like, Did he just like transfer to like a different? Different degree. Like, yeah. Okay. He just, I think, I can't remember what he ended up going to, but you know, it's not for everybody. And, yeah. um, and it definitely was a lot of work, but I, the school that I went to growing up was very much catered to that kind of work as well mm. it was not multiple choice it was definitely long, more long form mm -hmm. long form writing even even the tests that we had was a lot of short answer questions that you would actually have to write mm -hmm. and then long the, it would usually end with one or two write basically a page or two on this main topic of the the section that we just covered i don't think i ever had any multiple choice tests in high school until the SAT, which was so foreign to me, <laughs> studying for the SAT. I ended up getting a really good score on the SAT, but because I was able to, and my dad would be happy about this, shout out Chris Schaefer. Shout out. Dude, <laughs> pops is money. I was able to learn how to take the test. And so it wasn't necessarily that I was learning the, I guess the specific methods of that that were being quizzed it was that i was i was savvy on how the questions were being phrased mm -hmm. and how to parse through the information given and obviously do the math and whatever but the critical thinking part was already there from my my even like elementary school to junior high and high school education to be able to take the sat and really not worry That's about so it that cool. much but it was definitely a very foreign format to me I can imagine um, that. But then going yeah. to, then going to college with the humanities degree, it was, I was back at home. I was I was reading books and just having discussions like this, like where we just yeah. start talking about deep stuff, you know. Yeah. Um that kind of that kind of stuff is really We need really more of that in our education system. Oh, absolutely. Like that's a big missing and it's yeah. probably because a lot of our the leaders or whatever in the education system like don't practice that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like well, and, everybody again is just so like superficial not gonna go deep they're gonna stick yeah. to the curriculum what are they supposed to teach not yeah like and and it also like i said earlier expediency i think it's difficult it's way more difficult to set up a curriculum where you actually have to 
hear people out and discuss and and how and, to manage that yeah too. and yeah. versus hey it's way easier to create a scantron because you throw it in the machine and it just knows yes or no right or wrong but mm -hmm. you can cheat you can cheat those you can't really cheat a conversation i mean you kind of can you God, can kind you're of a narcissist mm. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right i mean i'm learning that well. firsthand yeah Dang, I was fascinated <laughs> to hear about that. That sounds like a, that sounds like a whole story oh, right man. there. Yeah, maybe off air. It's a story <laughs> and a half. Sure, sure, sure. sure. We'll yeah. talk about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, I don't know. I don't even remember how I got on that topic. But oh, it was the how did we become friends? It was I just went from being a math kind of nerd to study wanting to study art. Yeah, and then finding a program in in university that catered to that and that was super helpful and that's i mean it's definitely without question made me who i am today is and this is you know shout out providence my 13 years of kindergarten through 12th grade mm -hmm. teaching you how to think and not just what to think they don't just teach you facts and figures they teach you how they all connect and how to connect the dots of things that you learn in the future mm -hmm. right so they don't care necessarily that you know you can remember what date this happened on when you're a kid that's kind of important because you're kind of a sponge and so you can mm -hmm. kind of download that all, all that information but as you get older it's way more important to be able to connect the dots than it is to regurgitate things that you read yeah. especially in this day and age where people can just post an article and it's yeah. like hey look it has a headline and Dude, people, people read headlines people lack common sense yeah it's so sad yeah common sense is yeah. unfortunately not that common and those of us yeah. with it have to suffer through those who i don't. know but thank god we have it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so nice <laughs> yeah. Yeah. seriously yeah. yeah but um no you are super creative it's so cool to hear your journey um and obviously i follow you on instagram i see when i'm on instagram when you're, but yeah. you, you do post some cool stuff and so thank like you. Tell it, tell the listeners, what are you doing? What are you creating? What are you up to? Yeah. Um, so post-college was quite, it was a wild ride. I mean, even college was a wild ride. I was, I was trying to be, I was interning all, all over the place. I had more than, I always had more than one thing going on extracurricular wise. Like I, I worked in student government for three years. Um, on what the, is student government? Student government. <laughs> um, I barely paid attention in college. The short version is... I went there for cheer, the parties, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and so, then my education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the education. Yeah. So the student government is representatives from this, from as students um, who are... It's like a board? Kind, kind of? Or kind no? of. I mean, the way that ours was structured, I don't know how everyone is structured, but we had senators who were just students who were voted into quote-unquote office so it's kind of like playing politics but real life experience but in a college setting yes and specifically to tailored to represent the needs of students so we had an international senator and they were an international student who represented the needs of other international students on campus mm -hmm. same thing with commuters same mm -hmm. thing with transfers um and and then each of those senators had a freshman who was there who was the representative so they had a senator and a representative and they were paired together and the representative was always a first year student and they had their own unique perspectives of I'm new to all of this. I have no idea what's going on. I'm scared, <laughs> you know, help me. But they were, they were bold enough to be in part of student government and be a representative for freshmen in their sort of sphere of influence. That's really good training for team. Absolutely. Teamwork. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, and even just thinking about how do I represent the needs of people who right. are like me or mm -hmm. who are unlike me. And even I learned so much from about the needs of specific kinds of students, right? Commuter students who didn't live on campus. I lived on campus for pretty much the whole time. Senior year was slightly off campus, but not not really. It was on enough that it would it was right. it didn't really count. But you know, having it even just I didn't ever have to think about where like where I had I had food in my in my dorm, I had right. a bed that I could sleep in randomly, you know, and so a commuter student needs an area for them on campus that takes care of those kinds of needs that I don't even have to think about. International students, I mean, oh my gosh, the culture differences between oh, literally yeah. anywhere and then an American university, you know, the how do how do we consider that? How do we, you know, cater to 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 those needs in a way that, you know, is supportive and and inclusive? And let's see who else i mean we had we had all kinds of we had all kinds of uh we had i think we had a team of eight or ten senators and representatives um so it would be like 16 representative or 16 total on top of that we had the president vice president we had a um a treasurer and a, the whole whole gamut yeah we had and so i worked on yeah. the i worked on the communication team as kind of a strategist for two years and then i became the director of communications there that must have looked good on your resume I mean, it was college. I hope it looks good on my resume. Dude. Um, Sounds good. I'm just sitting here thinking, like, I was the engineering student, and I went to Uta Bothell. Sure, so it's sure. like, I just come from home, yeah, yeah. drive there. I'm like, ah, this is dumb, and I go by, go back home. And they, the student government kids, like, the way I always saw them is like, here's a candy bar, vote for us kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, totally. I'm like, who are, and I'm, like, such a logic brain. Yeah. You know, everybody I'm with, we're all, like, you know, engineering students. Yeah. They're like... What are you doing? Yeah. What is the point? Are you bragging me right now? Like, yeah. are you buying my loyalty? Yeah, oh, you like, can't do that. Yeah. No, you got pizza? I got to study. Well, and that was something that we kind of tried to address as the communication team was how do we rep how do we represent ourselves to to the student body in a way that they understand that we're advocating for them and we are, you know, we we You actually care. We do. Like, and I mean it was our job, right? Mm -hmm. And it it you didn't take it very seriously. Totally. And tell. and it was I mean, some took it more seriously than others, but <laughs> but I think honestly, it was. I am the president. No, well, actually, funny enough, the co-host of my, the podcast that I had back in the day, he was the president. No and his, way. His, yeah, that's his, why his face is on the freaking billboard on the one. What is it? The one hundred one, whatever it, that is. is. It? Yeah, dude. I was, the last time I was down there, I didn't know this. Yeah, I oh, sent maybe it I did know this. Oh, that's funny. I said, and I was like, "Yo, this is your face, and I know it." And he's like, "That's just funny." Sent like an emoji, like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. "Well, yeah. that's funny." His now wife was the vice president no. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Were so they hooking up back then? No, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> they kept it. They kept it one hundred. They were like, they were super professional. I don't even mm -hmm. think they technically started dating until. I mean, obviously they were close, but who knows who knows they're married now it's they felt the chemistry no yeah. it's perfect totally. it's chill. so cute yeah and so i was so yeah my last year i was director of communications i had a team of three gals that were just rock stars and they were always willing to learn they were always willing to jump in and try new things and and that was those are the best super it was yeah. super good for me to to have my first adventure into how do i quote unquote manage people mm -hmm. because i had never done it before i had never had the opportunity to like lead a team in that capacity and it I learned a ton from my dad. Shout out Chris Schaefer. Um, because Dude, his dad is literally like the he's been, Dude, your he's dad been, should come on the podcast. 
He would love that. That would be Dude, so cool. Get Let's Schaefer. do it. Yeah, I'll tell him. I'll Let's tell him definitely. Yeah. I mean, we could all do it. We totally could. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. But he, <laughs> so he, I learned a ton from him because Round he's two. been he's been managing people for forever. Oh yeah. And Wait, so, what does he do? Give us a little background. Well, until a few weeks ago, unfortunately, he was part of the Microsoft layoffs. But um, just before that, he was the principal learning and development manager for mm. engineering at Microsoft. Wow. And so he was, um, and I, I kind of butcher it every time, but it's the the essence of it, it was le- learning resources and management culture centered around learning and development. Mm-hmm. So, and that was for all of the engineers at Microsoft, which I think is at least 80,000 plus. Mm-hmm. And so he- it's probably worked with my other buddy. His passion is to, I, and I, I hope I get this right, his, like his life vision statement is, to empower teams and individuals to realize their fullest potential, mm. which is pretty similar to Microsoft's vision statement to empower every individual and organization on the planet to achieve more. Mm. Um, and his, I think, goes a little bit more specific in the short version, but then there's a longer version that I can never remember. But he loved that job and is very sad to not be in it anymore um, for now. I. Who knows what the future looks like? I He'll be he, back. he doesn't want to quit. Like he's 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 loving what he's doing. He's super passionate about learning, um, and it's something that I think that not only does every organization need, and Microsoft specifically as well, um, but he's just really good at it too. So I think that he'll be back. We'll see what happens. But yeah, oh, I, the I, grass I, is going to be super green for him. Yeah, yeah, I and like he he picked up a, a consulting job just randomly uh, and. Uh, a couple i think he told me last week or two weeks ago that mm-hmm. he was that he was doing this thing so yeah he can't sit still and that's a good thing because he has so much i was gonna say he has so much potential he has realized a lot of his potential and has much more to to bring into the world as well he's just passionate mm-hmm. is kind of the, the baseline so i learned a ton from him and i would always call him and be like yo i had this one-on-one today with one of my one of my designers uh Help me understand how to support this person better. How do I? Wow. Yeah. That is so amazing that you have that connection to be able to actually go to your dad. Oh, yeah. I probably ask that because some of us don't have that. Yeah. Yeah. I realize how much of a gift it is. That is amazing. And I I probably talk people's ears off about it, especially at work. Mm. I'm like, oh, well, so my dad, um, he works at Microsoft. And, um. <laughs> Which is funny because, you know, there's the, there's the, I guess there's the risk of people thinking that. I am at Microsoft because of him has absolutely nothing to right. do with him. No, um, because I, he's I'm in gaming and he's in he was in learning and development. It's completely <laughs> so different. separate so different. worlds. Yeah. yeah, but it was fun to be at the same company with him for a, about a year and a half mm. to be able to message him on Microsoft Teams and and just say, "Yo, I have a question about this." And we actually mm. had a couple of actual meetings where I would ask about even just leadership because leadership isn't exclusive to management right yeah. no you can be a leader no matter, no matter where you're what, at no matter yeah. where you're at and that's the beautiful the thing the 360 degree leader i don't mm-hmm. know if you read that book but i have not definitely look it up i will and i will also ask my dad if he's read it um oh, yeah. but you know microsoft has has these leadership principles of create clarity generate energy and deliver success mm-hmm. and those are those are leadership principles which are separate from their management sort of tenants that they have which is model coach care Mm. and that was a lot of the conversations that we had when i was director of communications at at student government was how do i model the behavior that i want to see in my team how do i coach them through things that they're going through both professionally um, and a little bit personally it definitely 
was easier as a as we're both students myself being the director of communications and them being uh, like a strategist or a designer we're we're two, one or two years apart in age and so it's it's easier to i guess that goes into the caring portion mm. we were both students so it's easier to care now mm. it's you know as a professional caring is yes care about them personally but also just leave room for humanity in your relationship um, and so if someone's going through something really difficult personally, you don't necessarily need to ask them about the, the nitty gritty details because, you, you know, your coworkers and colleagues and yes, we're humans, but also there's there's a, a level of privacy that you should be, you know, res- you should respect yeah. with the person that you're on a team with. Mm. Um, but yeah, those model coach care, I think about those constantly. Um, and even I would say, and I think my dad would would say this as well, that you you can, like we said, lead up. You can lead up and you lead down. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the 360 yep. leadership thing, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just taking a guess based yeah, on absolutely. context. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, You're you know, you, even supporting middle management, which, you know, middle management gets kind of a bad rap, but, you know, they're in charge of dis- taking information from the person that they're, that who's their manager and disseminating it, dis- well, distilling it and disseminating it mm-hmm. into their team as well. And they have to give direction without having all the answers and it's a really difficult place to be in as Mm -hmm. a middle manager i'm experiencing this right now with my boss who is now newly my boss as of several weeks ago Mm. he used to be my coworker, and so interesting yeah so and i he's great he's awesome we have great conversations and he's super talented he's super experienced um i trust him and so nothing bad to say about him but i know what how difficult of a position he's in to be in a in a place where he doesn't have all the answers, but now I'm, he's responsible for leading me, managing mm-hmm. me. Um, and so how do I support him? You know, and I think um, he and his boss, my, my skip, who used to be my boss, she is excellent at the model coach care sort of framework where she models behavior that she wants to see in us in that she'll say, hey, everybody, I'm taking a mental health day. And okay. it's on my calendar. I invited you to it. You're marked as optional, marked as free, no no response required. But it's I'm just taking time off. There's communication. Yeah, and it's like, not it's yeah. not overly personal either. Yeah. It's just I'm hey I'm I'm doing this thing, you know. Just want everybody to know. And so to, because she can say, hey everybody, I think it's important that you take days off for mental health or for your per- like your actual physical health, what have you. Yeah. But until until you are seeing that behavior manifest spontaneously in the people that are on your team, you have to kind of overdo it. You have to compensate for that and yeah. really model it and really be, hey, everybody, this is an expect, not an expectation, but this is a value that we have on our team. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been, I've, gosh, learned so much. And that was up and through like senior year of college. And you asked me, how, how do I get, how did I get to where I am? Or where am I, what am I doing with my creative stuff Yeah, yeah, yeah. now? So after I graduated, I jumped into doing agency work up in Bellevue and I quadrupled the size of my portfolio in about 10 months from the six years prior that I had wow. done work in 10 months. I've quadrupled it just because I was doing it full time now. I wasn't a student anymore. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was now in the professional world and also working at an agency. You're just working with so many more clients. Yeah. So that was super fun. And so wait, what does that mean though? What's in your portfolio? What did you quadruple? <sighs> Logos, photos, okay. mock-ups. It's the digital creation stuff. Yeah. stuff. Oh, can it's you just look at my of, website when yeah, I have it like, almost done? Yeah. yeah, let's talk about it. Do you know anything about Shopify? 
Yeah, a little bit. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know okay. that they, I know that Shopify and Squarespace Squarespace play really well together. Mm. And I'm basically be, part of it is because I'm lazy and and ignorant. <laughs> um I just say, "Hey everybody, please use Squarespace because it's Damn so it. easy." Shopify is what I already know. Well, but okay, we'll talk about okay, it later. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, anyways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um quality stuff. Yeah. So I qu- I quadrupled the size of my portfolio in 10 months and that was awesome. It was a great experience. I was grinding hard um and it was fun. I learned a lot. They ended up closing their doors at the 10 month mark ish. So I was out of work for just a little bit and I hit up uh, a good friend of our well, a good friend of ours, a good friend of mine. Uh, who was at at Overlake and asked him if he had any work at Amazon because I was out of out of mm. a job yeah. <laughs> and this yeah. was this was this was f- winter 2019 and I was kind of reluctant because I had heard oh, Amazon will really drive mm-hmm. you hard mm-hmm. um, but I I needed the work and so I, I reached out to him and I had done a couple of things randomly as a freelance designer for him in 2018. I actually felt really bad about it. I didn't think that I showed up that well. So I was Mm. kind of nervous approaching him. But I said, hey, Mm. is there any, do you have any opening for work? He said, yeah, I'm actually looking for a full-time contractor, designer right now. And that lasted two years. Wow. So that's amazing. It's it was it was a huge blessing, and I got the full body chills just from hearing that. That's awesome. Like, and I acknowledge you for actually reaching out because yeah. most people wouldn't. Well, and, and yeah, if they it was, felt bad about a previous thing. You it know definitely what I mean? was a major yeah. barrier because not only was I dealing with the oh man, Amazon's gonna run me ragged. Mm. It was also oh, man, I felt like I did wrong by him back when I did work for him originally. Do you think that was you just feeling like? you weren't good enough just having high expectations yeah there could have definitely been some of that because he probably did you ever ask him about it i'm curious we may have talked about it but i i through working for two years working obviously he was like dude yeah i will hire you sure well but but it was through working for two years that i realized that the reason i didn't show up very well is because i was completely ignorant of the process Mm. and i'm Mm. i'm a context guy i love Mm -hmm. information Give me more information on I'll know yeah, I'll know what to do. Definitely. If I'm swimming in the void, you have it's no structure, really you have difficult. no idea what you're doing. I get that some, too. Some people really thrive yeah. in yeah. a lack of structure because they can do. kind of find the edges of the they box. They create their own vision. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. and I can totally do that. It's just when I'm you're working try, for when I'm trying someone, to perform, though. yeah. It's I want to know what the boundaries of the box are. Mm-hmm. I want to know where the stream is coming from mm-hmm. so I can understand where it needs to go. And so because I was a completely external contractor and it was kind of a side gig too, and I don't know that he even had the where the time or I was going to say wherewithal, uh, I didn't even know what to ask, mm-hmm. right, to, to clarify, hey, I'm confused on this thing. I was just like, why can't I do it this way? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I ended up doing similar tasks at one point and I realized, oh my gosh, no wonder I have to do it this way because it has to be in this format and and whatnot. Mm. Uh, so it, it became clear to me why I did such a bad job. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure it wasn't that bad. Sure. And I I'm, have high expectations yeah, for myself. Just, yeah. But, but yeah, so that was two years and that was awesome. I learned a ton. Um, you know, corporate, you know, corporate America, one of the largest, com- one of the largest companies Go in the world. Working those big balls. Yeah. <laughs> Bezos's balls. I actually only, well, here's, I probably know, I don't know if I should have said that, but. No, it's perfect. Love I've, it. I have done this. The reason I designed it like that is because like the rocket, it looks like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah because they when I worked with him. Yeah. 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 They did it on purpose. Okay. I'm like, yeah. Cause he's like, funny. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's funny that you said balls. Yeah. 
balls. But let's keep that part yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I like it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but it's, I didn't actually get to work at on campus that long because this was like I started oh, this was in right January before. 2020. Uh, so I had five weeks in the office before they sent everybody home. Yeah, those were such great times. (laughs) Such great times. (laughs) I mean, it was super fun being on campus. I loathed the commute. I had commuted on the bus from Redmond, from downtown Redmond. What bus did you take? 545, I think. I mean, but like what company? Share ride. Oh, no, it was the Sound Transit. Okay, got it. It was Sound Transit. Oh, Sound Transit. Okay. Yeah, I got my little orca card. You know? Just one of the like a mega dork. One of the many, you know, just ch- like freezing. Literally living that life though. Yeah. Knowing that experience. Commuting from downtown Redmond on the bus to downtown like South Lake Union mm. and being in the Amazon building for five weeks. I mean, it was just five weeks, but it felt like, oh my gosh, felt like months. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was the commute. The, the, <laughs> Probably. The, the, it's three, horrible. the three hours of bus that I oh had God. to experience every day. Yeah. I would. I mean, I had to get up at, you know. Like five thirty six a.m. to make it into work by eight, which you probably didn't have to get ready or anything like that. Could you imagine? I mean, like I, having to get. I did ready? a little bit, but yeah, as trauma. a woman, yeah, trauma yeah. alert, like, trauma, trauma I'm, alert. I'm just saying, yeah, I but hate getting ready. Every so I would, I would go early, but I would also stay late because I didn't. I, I wanted to try to to beat the traffic in the morning, and then mm-hmm. I couldn't. I didn't feel like I could leave at four or you know three thirty, even if I got there at eight. Mm. You know, uh, but. All, yeah. that, all that went away. March, I think it was like 16th, 2020, they sent us home. Wow. At which point I, you know, as I think many of us did, said, okay, well, we're going to be trapped inside for two weeks. We've got to find something to do, right? So I deleted Instagram. I was like, oh, this would be a great <laughs> cleanse, just 15 days. You know, it'd be great. I totally promote that. Digital detoxing and social media detoxing is amazing. Yes, yeah. can confirm because... It didn't last 15 days. It, it lasted like three years. Wow. Um, I didn't, I, so, okay. We'll, we'll loop in and it'll come back, hopefully. It's just All these rabbit holes will somehow intercede. Hopefully it's entertaining. Inter- hopefully, <laughs> oh, yeah. and educational. I'm it. I, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so when the lockdown started, I had discussed with a friend of mine who I went to college with. He was, initially he was just my sister's neighbor who she introduced me to. She was dating his roommate at the time. And I came down to visit the university and try it, like check it out, see what, see what's what. And he and I had connected. This was probably 2014. And um, I'm just showing my age here. <laughs> um, You're still young, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I visited and he and I just had a great chat. He's an artist, designer, super eclectic guy, fun. And we had a great conversation just about art and story and and it was cool. And we we kind of crossed paths a few times in, in college. And he kind of became, and he hates me for, for saying this, but he kind of became my muse mm. because he was doing it in a way, it being life uh, and, and college, in a way that I was, I just identified as, yeah, yeah, that's that's the right way to do it. Being creative about it, not just following the status quo and, and, and putting your passion into it. And he really mm-hmm. did. And I saw that in his work. It's really obvious when artists are passionate about their work. Mm-hmm. And so we had, we kind of stayed a little bit in touch. And then in 2017, this is before I graduated, we worked at an agency in Los Angeles together and it was cool, still casual. You know, we were friends and, and worked together, but it wasn't much more than that. And in 2018, the next year, he, 
or no, it was 2019. He released a a one minute teaser trailer. This is going somewhere, I promise. One minute teaser trailer for this. <laughs> I thing, know where this is going. for this thing that he had been working on, and. I was like, dude, that's super vibey and super cool. How did you do that? Well, I drew every frame. Jeez, that's insane. That's at least, let's see, let's do the math here. I actually haven't done the math on that one. Let's uh, pull out the calculator. Yeah, 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 yeah. We okay. need to know the exact math. Number if, it's, if it's one minute, it's 60 seconds times 12 frames per second. That's 720 frames, right? He drew 724 frames of animation by himself. And so wait, so how many minutes or hours or whatever did that actually take him to do i think it took him i think eight months he said (gasps) all by himself and of course he's he's collating the idea for the story and trying to figure it out writing the script for it changing it up going back figuring out an art style you know all of that so but you know and and it wasn't literally redrawing every frame because a lot of them were just still shots with characters walking by or whatever but still immense amount of work Mm -hmm. so he released this and this was again before the lockdowns but i had my eye on it so i was interested Mm -hmm. and in the the fall of 2019 i went down to los angeles for a conference and we met up and he allowed me a, a window into the story and I gave him my two cents. I said, this feels a little bit manufactured. What if you changed it to, to this thing? <laughs> wouldn't it feel like the, you know, the, the tension wasn't manufactured and wouldn't it kind of make a little more sense? And he's like, okay, well, you know, interesting thought, you know, and he ended up kind of tweaking it after that conversation. And so fast forward a couple months from the fall of 2019 to now we're in the lockdowns. And I, I reached out to him and I said, man, I would like to get into 3D design. I had never really done 3D design. I was always 2D designer. And I I had visited Microsoft and used the HoloLens, which is an augmented slash mixed reality device where you can see through it, but it adds holographic projections onto things only for you. And for me, it was mind blowing. I was I was just I thought this is the future of mm-hmm. of because it's it's not completely closed off. It's not completely virtual. It's it's reality that's augmented, that's enhanced. And so there's, but there's still that really strong connection to the real world Mm. and the way that they were doing things I was noticing is super cool. Like the way they were, the way they were leading you through the journey of how, how do you even scan the room? They were making it a story moment. You know, here's a thing on the floor. Let's see it from a different view. And I knew what it was. I figured out what it was doing was it was asking me to basically turn around, but in a way that was connected to the story of the game that I was playing. Mm. It was asking me to turn around and scan the room so that it could see where the next thing could go. I think it was like a safe that ended up going on the wall. Mm. So I was interested in 3D. I said, how do I do this? How do I work with that? And the guy said, "Are you? In, are, do you know anything about 3D? And I said, no. I go, okay, go learn it. Like, okay. <laughs> so I reached out to Ryan because I'm thinking I'm I'm really bad at just learning stuff. I need I need a, a project to to put all of my effort towards mm-hmm. and and problems to solve that I can't just manufacture. And I I took a frame from the teaser trailer that he had worked on. And his name is Ryan, Ryan Molina Davis. Shout out my boy. Shout out. Uh, Got all lo- the shout outs. Love you. Um the last yeah, I'll get into it, but so so I sent I I took a frame from the teaser and I remade it in 3D and it was it was bad. It was just cylinders and cubes and a, and a light, <laughs> but it was something. It was enough to pique his interest. And he was mm. like, dang, the light looks really good in that. Aww. Maybe we use the 3D stuff for like light reference. Cause he's, a, you know, make just manufacturing a scene in your brain. How does light bounce around a room? I don't know. You yeah. Know? Unless you're really, really observant or just know things from experience. 
and being a lighting designer or whatever. And even then it's you know, having a reference is super helpful. And so I said, no, dude, I think, I think I should make all of the 3d, all of the environments in 3d. You focus on the characters. Cause there's no way that if we have a shot of a character walking down a hallway, what happens is as you move down the hallway and you can, everybody get up out of your chair, walk down the hallway. You've been sitting for long enough. You should, you should stand up. Get up and move. Yep. <laughs> walk down the hallway and, and notice how all of the shapes change. Right, like as you're walking by a door, it's no longer this little sliver that it was when it was down at the end of the hall. Mm -hmm. It is now this big old cube that's mm -hmm. next to you. And so when you're drawing things, if you're drawing it in 2D, you have to redraw that shape every time because it's changing in perspective. Mm -hmm. So I said, dude, there's no way you're going to draw all this in 2D. Let me make it in 3D. And he was, again, hesitant. It's like let's we need to do some proof of concept before we dump like jump all in on this. I'm like, dude, we're in lockdowns. So like, how long? Is, like, we don't. Have, and <laughs> this was we do? this was at the point where it was <laughs> it was getting to be like a long time, like not 15 days. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well, let's just. I want to do this anyway. So no matter how long it takes, let's just let's figure this out. And so he he let me test, and we come. I I was stealing as much as he would let me from his assets. To, you know, I was just ripping this stuff and saying, okay, if I can put this together, I can show him that it will work. Mm -hmm. And that's drive right there. I was like, so excited for it because yeah. I more so more than me wanting to be involved with the story of the project. I wanted to work with him mm -hmm. at that point because yeah. at that point he was still kind of this angelic figure mm -hmm. that I was that I, I had put up on a pedestal, but in a way that. You know, I, and I noticed this in college, a lot of people would see other successful designers in the program and they would make them their enemies. They would make them their competition mm. and they would say, whatever work you get, I can't get. But if you can partner with them. Not only that, but if you can yeah. try to emulate them in a way that's mm -hmm. not like copy their success, but in a way that's, hey, I, I realize that your approach and your attitude is more important than where our skills may or may not overlap, where are the pool of clients that will that we might pull from overlaps and and realize that you probably will have way more success um being inspired by somebody than being intimidated by them yeah mm -hmm. so so that's where that was kind of our relationship <clears throat> and i really really wanted to work with him so i showed i i created this scene where there was one shot where he knew he she, he wanted to have her walk down a hallway he had no idea how he was going to pull it off i composited super roughly the reference footage that he had shot on his iphone with the 3D render that I had made. And he couldn't believe it at first. He was like, uh, um, uh, wait, this works. Hold on. There's uh, something here. If we can, if we can do this, then we might have something. And so 11 months later, we birthed into the world, <gasps> people person. And it was 11 months of like, Slack calls, Zoom calls, Discord, whatever. I can't remember what app we were using. All three, it doesn't matter. And we were just, we just figured out how to do it. No one, we, I was learning 3D design in Blender and he was using Photoshop to hand draw like rotoscope over the, the reference footage frame by frame, 12 times a second. He would redraw somebody's like the, our characters faces. Wow. And I was building all the environments. I was building bridges and built and, and buildings and cars flying and big, huge turbine fans, you know, whirring and, and putting tiles everywhere. 
tiles absolutely everywhere and and ivy hanging down off of buildings and and all of this crazy stuff i was you know i littered her bedroom with coffee cups and and you know uh, takeout containers and computer parts and pipes and more tiles and <laughs> and and tiles um <laughs> and more tiles <laughs> no it's actually it's actually one of our th- one of the things we love to do because it reflects light so beautifully and mm. it's just it's just this mm, just beautiful so you'll see tiles in all of our work but yeah so it was 11 months later uh, we finished it and all that time i was off instagram and I had told myself, I don't want to tell anybody about what I'm doing because I realized that there's this psychological component of learning something new or trying something new where you start telling people that you're either A, going to, or B, you've just begun. Mm-hmm. And your brain tricks tricks itself into thinking that you've done work towards that end, which is not true. Mm-hmm. You're like, I told somebody about it, therefore it's real. Uh-uh. It's not real until it's real, buddy. Like, so I, I, I knew that I fell into that. I had fallen into that trap before. Um, and I can't name a specific moment, but at the time I realized that, you know what, I need to, I need to keep this close to the chest. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really talk about it with people. And I still do that sometimes where I'll be working on something and I just will, will not say anything until it's either done or ready for review. And I'll just drop it and be like, okay okay it, it, it exists as a thing i don't need to mm-hmm. get the affirmation from people of like oh yeah good you, like good for you you're mm-hmm. you know you're learning a different language or you're mm-hmm. learning a different program you know whatever yeah so yeah so we worked for 11 months and long story short since then 21 plus international film festivals i think we've won at least eight awards um, for best animation or best mm-hmm. first time director, best for for first time filmmaker, best animated short, um, and it's just going. It's cranking. We're going to France in May. <gasps> what? We won an award. We won an award at the Red Movie Festival in their summer block, and we are we were nominated for another award in their annual block. And so we figured, you know what? We already won. We got nominated. Doesn't matter if we win. Obviously, it would be awesome if we did, but let's take a trip out. So myself, Ryan, our producer, Rainy, and our husband, Andy, are going to France in May. And hopefully something happens. If not, doesn't matter. We'll have a super fun, super fun trip. And yeah, and we're just we're just riding the energy. We've got three music videos out since we released People Person, an artist that we linked up with in LA. I don't think I think they saw People Person somehow and we're like, yo, make our you know, make our music videos for our first album. And so we've been doing that. We've got a we've got a web series that we're writing and that we're working on that we're really excited about that hopefully we'll be able to talk about more and release some some stuff from now until France and then maybe a little bit after France as well. We'll release people person publicly. Say that five times fast. Uh in, yeah, in, in, I can't. in May. <laughs> and yeah, we're just riding that wave. That um, is so and, cool. And so I was at Amazon for two years and now I'm at uh, 343 working on the Halo franchise. So that's been a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, it's just been it's just been wild. And I'm super grateful for the the work that I've been able to do professionally, like nine to five at Amazon and at Microsoft, because it has allowed me the freedom as a contractor to, you know, obviously do what I need to do mm-hmm. at work. But then also say, you know what, I'm going to come in a little bit late and stay a little bit late 
so that I can get this stuff done in the morning or, or vice versa. Right. And so, and I've had, you know, management managers and team members who are super supportive and super, you know, encouraging. And so, yeah, just, just phone living the dream, baby. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I remember when you showed me people person before it was like the thing, right? Yeah, like yeah. you had finished it and you're like, yeah. dude, come over. Yeah. And, uh, cause you had, you know, Oh yeah, yeah your, that was at my parents' house. Yeah, your your yeah. parents, and that was the new house. Because I remember yes, you grew up in like different house, just <laughs> Brickville Microsoft nerd complex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not a complex. All the houses we were called like, it. I think we called it the chateau or something. Yeah, yeah, the chateau or whatever. Yeah, but anyway, um, I remember it was like still COVID stuff. Yeah, and you're like, dude, you gotta come over. Like, you gotta yeah, because that this was out. spring of it was. Well, I think we finished. February, March of 2021. And yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was right after that. It was, you know, it was, yeah. It was I remember you, like you had, you had just come back like, cause they just got the house and then mm-hmm. you didn't have your place yeah. yet. Yeah. So then you're like, I'm going to give me my parents for a yeah. little bit. So you should come over and check this out. Yeah. yeah. And you said like, dude, when I say Duncan has like the supercomputer set up, <laughs> it is like it's literally this huge room, one big ass TV. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. then that was computer. at my parents. That was yeah, at my at your parents. House. Yeah, your parents house. I had they had like an upstairs room that they just didn't have anything to put up there at that point, and so that was like that became my office. So yeah. I, I put up my whole setup there and had my TV yeah. couch up there, which actually is not too far out from where what my condo is now. <laughs> I have I have my whole desk set up, and which actually I need to have you guys over at some point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, dude, I love to check it out. Yeah, because yeah, it was. It was always fun seeing what you would get into because, I mean, now you're working on Halo. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's cool, too, seeing the contrast, like, you know, the people around here. You're especially, you know, this east side. Mm-hmm. It's all nerds. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere's at Facebook, Microsoft, Amazon. It's, if you're a tech, mm-hmm. it's here. And so, like, a buddy of mine is the developer for the motherboard for Xbox. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so he hid something. I still need to get one of the Xboxes from him because he, like, hit stuff right you told me about it right yeah 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 Yeah. so it's like when you told me like yeah i you know i'm working on halo now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm like wait a minute do they know each other kind of thing oh yeah 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 it's cool i mean the gaming space has been super great it's been it's been great to move from i was in at amazon i was in the new seller success marketing division and it was myself and my boss who were the only full-time designers in that org to my knowledge i think he told me about that later where he's like, I did an audit and I looked up who in, was in our discipline. And I think it's just us, man. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's obvious by the hundreds <laughs> of web pages I'm making for France and Germany and Brazil <laughs> and Japan and India. And like, I'm making all of these web pages for new seller success marketing in those marketplaces. And it was cool because I learned a bunch about, you know, how different cultures want to receive information visually you know like Mm -hmm. certain markets don't like icons they prefer photography certain icons or certain uh certain marketplaces wanted a little bit more color than what we had in our palette um and even 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 to the point where i think what i what i'm if i remember correctly um putting putting prices in like on a page or on a on a thing for a product is considered gauche in some areas, really? I think it might have even been in the UK where they were like, let's make the the price on the thing smaller because mm. it's kind of rude to put 
put it. I don't. I can't. If I remember you have correctly, no money to be able to buy this. Yeah, I don't. But it, it was learning prude. stuff like that. So complex. Yeah, and it was and it was very business focused, right? It was talking to and it, but it was cool because we were talking to entrepreneurs, right? Hey, did you know you could sell on Amazon? This is what it costs <gasps> per month to sell Help on Amazon. Me. I want to sell on Amazon. Well, <laughs> sell.amazon.com. Okay, I'm gonna go there. It's awesome. I built a bunch of pages on that website and it's super cool. I learned a ton, even just from like an entrepreneurial standpoint where, hey, did you know that there are all these programs that Amazon offers for you to not only sell on Amazon, but you could even launch your business on Amazon entirely. You can fulfill your products through Amazon. They'll warehouse it. They'll distribute it. You can be on, you know. So I need to talk with you after this. Yeah. I literally, the last just week and a half, have built probably 115 web pages of different products. I've literally just... Head this down. Is grinding. I'm yeah. grinding my ass off right now. Good. But I'm starting on Shopify. So, okay. but I okay. think I can also, I don't there know are, if I can link it to yes. Amazon. Yep. Oh, please. Thank God. Uh, my, again, I'm, if I remember correctly, yeah, they have like hooks that you can. Okay. Anyways, can we'll connect. talk. We'll talk after. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that was very corporate. And yeah, it was kind of cool to see the entrepreneurial side of, of things and kind of get a sense of um, that world. But then, you know, by the end of two years, they couldn't extend my contract anymore. And, you know, I was kind of feeling like oh, I might want to do something slightly different anyway. And so I, a recruiter actually hit me up because I said, I think I set my, my LinkedIn to looking for work. And, you know, I worked to try to find a couple things. I, I it was mostly honestly focused. Funny enough, I, I interviewed at Mojang, which is Minecraft. Oh, um, and the, kid, oh. the kids love Minecraft. Yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Dude, I've pulled supercomputers from Minecraft. How I remember, do you mean? I, I remember going there. Um, oh, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, because I know, did you know people, kids have been making computers in Minecraft? Like someone who made what? a calculator in Minecraft with like redstone okay. and stuff, which is will, how you do like circuits and stuff. It's nuts. I will give you the short of this. I know nothing and never want to know anything about like computer games. Sure. Like that world to me is just like, I'll yeah. play Halo till kingdom come. Sure. You know, but uh, yeah, that world is just, yeah. I just remember going there yeah. and the guy's like, what's up? I'm like, I'm here to pick up five of your supercomputers. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, did send you? Uh-huh. I'm like, yes. Yeah. He's like, all right, perfect. Sign this, put your phone there. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> take nothing yep. in with you. Yep. And it's, uh, it's super locked down. It is a red deck. Like, yeah, the, that whole world, you know, yeah. I feel like so many people that I've worked with now are like friends that I know, like you, like we work in these environments where everything is like just so like security. NDA. I was listening to the, to mm-hmm. Reese, the Ryan Reese Ryan episode. Reese. Yeah. He was talking about NDAs. A non-disclosure agreement. agreement. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's it is interesting because I do have, <laughs> I have friends who, who do pry and they poke and they prod and they're like, tell, tell me what what they're working on, what's coming, when is this coming, is this even coming? And I'm like, I'm like I can't even tell you, man. Yeah. I, I, if I, I mean, some of it is I couldn't even tell you if I wanted to because I don't know, <laughs> you know, but it's definitely, it's difficult because I'm sitting on this stuff and seeing stuff that's coming down the pipeline. And this is an interesting balance that, that I'm kind of having a mentally strike between, okay, I work on the product, but I also have to understand how players feel about the state mm-hmm. of the product as it is right now. They don't know what's coming. Mm-hmm. They don't They don't see all the cool art that I see that's, oh, okay, well, that's cool. And I'm inspired and my energy keeps moving forward in that in that sense because I have all this stuff to look at and look forward to. Yeah. And they don't. And so, you know, 
playing re the retail product and not just playing play tests or or early builds or whatever is super important because you have to experience the game as players are playing it. It's mm -hmm. like, I wish this feature was a thing. You're like, well, it's coming, but it's not here yet. So I actually have to straddle that line of, I understand what players feel because I want it too. But it's hard to do that when you already know that, hey, this thing is is going to be fixed or it's going to be mm -hmm. different in X amount of months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's been fun being in the entertainment world because as my workplace mentor, Jeff would say, at the end of the day, we're just making stuff up. Like it's, everyone's making shit up. Are you serious? And and yet, yes, professionally, but also in the entertainment world, a hundred percent. So we oh yeah, we're just making it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, like, half the script I just wrote was made up. <laughs> I would hope most of the script is made up. Well, it's based on true true effect. Plagiarizing. <laughs> it's just out here like yeah, no. I only made up half. This one sounds right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's been cool to be in, in the entertainment world. It's de it's super different. Um, it's also difficult because, you know, uh, like the NDA thing, you it, it's hyper competitive, right? So if you mm -hmm. leak a feature or a uh, a game variant or something, that, that it could totally change the marketplace. Yeah. Uh, so if somebody <laughs> beats you to market, like shout out Betamax VHS, where I think if I remember correctly, Betamax was a better product, but VHS beat them to market. I think Betamax could actually hold more content on the strip than Dude, they were just could yeah um so yeah so it's higher data so that just goes to show that if you if somebody beats you to market even if they're an inferior product um or even if they do a bad version of what you're trying to do you got to keep it locked down because you know you don't want that to happen obviously yeah yeah it's a that's a ruthless world dude yeah entertainment <laughs> but it's it's so fun because like i said earlier it we're just making stuff up you yeah. know, we just, we're at the end of the day, you can't get too stressed because yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta you abide by the NDA. I think that's probably the most stressful thing is I can't tell people what I'm doing a lot of the time. I can kind of in, infer and, and talk about it roughly, but that's like the worst part. I will actually know, you know what? I'm, I'm going to amend that the, and keep this in. The worst part is being at the whims of taste mm. in society right because that's interesting your audience will sway in their taste and their preference or what they want or what they think they want and then you deliver them the product that you kind of hope that they like and then they come back and they say this isn't anything like we wanted or why isn't it the way that it used to be that's oh my gosh mm -hmm. so that was uh, something an interesting struggle yeah that's something actually uh one of uh, eddie that was on uh mm. was he the last one no two episodes ago mm -hmm. um there was a, they had a games, uh, games was the brand and they had these cases that they put Xboxes in okay. and like maybe PlayStation. I don't know. Was it like a backpack? Double it was, bag it was like a carrier? briefcase, I believe. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and so you just flipped it up yep. and it had a screen oh, controller cool. and you those. could like play these things anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And so because of the new design, yeah. they, they didn't work. The they couldn't, they could not do anything with it. Yeah. And, um, this friend of mine that I've mentioned, um, He's he's said like the where Xbox is going mm -hmm. and, you know, you're just going to have a, a controller, mm -hmm. you know, basically. Oh, interesting. And like yeah. what he's building and what he's working on. Well, I mean, they've already mm -hmm. kind of jumped in that a little bit with the cloud gaming thing. Like I'll cloud game on my phone mm -hmm. with my controller and I got a little thing. It's actually in my backpack where it mm -hmm. straps onto your controller and it holds your phone. And so I can oh, just wow. walk around and cloud game. I mean, it, it you have to have a good connection and you have to have enough like 
battery to do it. Yeah. But it's it's viable. And it's definitely like it's it's kind of the first iteration, quote unquote, first iteration of it. It's the first commercially viable version of it that I've experienced personally. And I would mm-hmm. say I'm kind of an average. I'm slightly on the early adopter side. Mm. But yeah, I mean, playing the cloud gaming on my just with my Xbox controller connected to my iPhone. It's fun. Like it's it, there's lag, but it's it's fun enough. And I'm I'm thinking, you know what? In a few years, it's going to be so much better mm-hmm. and it'll be totally almost indistinguishable from just playing on a local console it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, pretty cool i see that but like how do you like in the way that the world is shifting mm-hmm. and especially with like everything is just so tech driven we yeah. have to we have to have data like mm-hmm. your parents just got the starlink starlink yeah. starlink yeah, thank you God. know what is it high download like High speed download, low latency, mm-hmm. lag, whatever. When they have stuff, they have products like, oh crap, I'm remember, I'm forgetting the name of it, but oh man, oh it's it's right on the tip of my tongue. It's a program where you can <clears throat> put your fingers together like this. It'll click in your brain. It's a program where you can. I'm just forgetting the name. I know what it does. You can remote <laughs> into your computer, and it's low latency, and it's built for gamers. Yeah, to be able to play their <laughs> on their PC screen share. It basically is Parsec is what it's called. There you go. See, I told you Got it worked. <laughs> um, and I think it's which is funny because yeah, Parsec is a distance thing. So it's you know from a distance you can you can play your um, you just remote and remote into into your machine, your, but it's low latency, right? Because we have virtual desktop, we have yeah. remote desktop things that will have. I think like an eighth of a second or something latency and it's noticeable, but it's not that bad, especially if you're just doing email. And I, I know a lot of people were doing that during the lockdowns, you know, they were on a laptop and remoting into a, a more powerful machine that was on site or something like that. But yeah, I mean, programs <laughs> like Parsec, which are built for low latency, that's, that's basically where we're going, right? Cause essentially yeah. what, what will happen with in, in my head, what will happen with cloud gaming is you'll basically parsec into an existing i mean that's kind of what you already do they spin up a server that'll that'll set, basically stream to you the game yeah. that you that you want to play whether it's sea of thieves or in halo infinite or call of duty or whatever it is yeah so yeah i mean it, it's a it's data it's a data thing and so we have to definitely figure out how to get information to people faster yeah but so in that how does that change like the culture like you remember when we were growing like up, tech you, and culture, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you play video games? You were you yeah, were always outside playing pl- dirt. I, I was always outside playing, not only with dirt. Seriously, <laughs> well, yeah, I was making was mud pies and all that. Yeah, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you were the outdoors kid. I was, I was yeah. so outdoorsy. Like, but no, I had my Lara Croft, my mm-hmm. um, Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. you know, all Dude, that. Yeah, Lo- helicopter and, cheat I mean, code. Come on, like uh, Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, like, think of those days. Obviously, mm-hmm. you being much younger, but still, like, you you grew up yeah. with systems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And seeing what has transpired over the decades and where we're at now. Mm-hmm. Like, what is, where do you see us going? Yeah. Dude, this, it could go, and by it, I mean the conversation, but also tech, could go in so many different ways, right? You can, we could talk about the 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 loss of attention spans because we have instant access to information constantly right you can Dude, you that's can, everywhere around us Come it on, is we got google 
We had Alexa. Right. Well, and <laughs> we don't have brains anymore. Who was I, Yeah. And I, was ta- I can't remember who I was talking to, but we were talking about how, oh no, it was, it was my workplace mentor. He said, we used to wonder about things. We used to ha- sit, be sitting in, on, on a, you know, a street corner or at a cafe or something and see something and wonder, I wonder how they made that. Or I wonder what makes that work or create hypotheses in it. our own brain. And you would use critical thinking nope. based on the mm-hmm. things that you know and <laughs> try to put together a hypothesis or you would say, I don't know. And now instantly we just go, oh, let me, let me Google that. Or let me, you know, yeah. let me look that up. Um, and it, that obviously hurts our attention spans. It hurts our critical thinking because we immediately run to something that we think has the answer rather than trying to create Mm -hmm. it in our brains or connect the dots. Like what I was saying earlier, it's way more important to connect the dots Mm -hmm. than it is to just be able to regurgitate information. Absolutely. And so it all comes back, man. Love it. Oh yeah. (laughs) Circle, you know, the conversation circling. Um, so yeah, I think, I mean, dude, there's, but it also has such an amazing technology provides so many, cool opportunities to you know spread information mm-hmm. really quickly um one of the downsides of that is we and this is partly this is one of the benefits i saw from deleting my instagram and i didn't just delete the app from my phone because then i would have the anxiety of people might be messaging me constantly i actually would deactivate my account wow. so you people couldn't even find me my mm-hmm. data would still be there so i could when i log back in all my pictures are still there so i could still at some level tell a story to people who want to meet me online, <laughs> you know, like if I, if I do want to have an online presence, I didn't want to have to rebuild that every single time. I, right. so it's nice that you can deactivate when it's good for yourself too. Like you actually get those memories. Exactly. Too, yeah. yeah. So I don't cool, remember you know? the, I mean, what I posted in 2017, yeah. you know, but mm-hmm. Instagram does. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so, and I, rather than just taking a screenshot of it, I actually have the thing, and I can see who commented. Whatever. <laughs> That's sixty-five. <laughs> what do you mean? You know, so, I've know so many parents that instead of you know following on Instagram, I'll you know put my mom out there for instance to save a photo that she wants to look at later on. She will just screenshot yeah, yeah, totally. the photo, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then her album on her iPhone just is a bunch just of screenshots. a million screenshots. That's funny. I'm like, how did you get this? Fo-? I like, I did a screenshot. I find it. it I love this shot. That's what? So and then she's like, gets mad at me for like not showing her the videos. I'm yeah. like, you have Instagram. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. follow me. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a different language though. Like you have to understand that it, it's a different interaction model. I mean, I, oh, I even think so of you know, like my grandparents yeah. will pull out boxes of um of actual photographs, printed photographs, so and look sad through that them. We- we don't have that. Yeah. You know, which I appreciate about like, I have friends who we shoot film. It's getting way more expensive. And so it's hard, but we, film is so expensive. but there is something in that tactile thing. Um, and so I, I do want to loop back on something I was getting into was that the instant access to information causes this, what I've heard described as guilt overload, where we see some natural disaster mm. or some horrific event across the globe. And over and over and over and over. And it might not even be across the globe. It might be in our own, in our country or in a, in a state away, but it's not tangible. It's not like we can't do anything about it really for right. the most part, but it creates this sense of, I need to do something, the sense of responsibility. Cause you know, we're humans. We hopefully will have a level of empathy for whatever's mm-hmm. going on out there. Um, but you know, all things said and done, that's human history tragedies and, you know, dictators and massacres and, and natural disasters and poverty and hunger and, and just desperation, all of human history. That's what it's been, mm-hmm. right? It's actually could be better now than it ever has been, you know, but we just, 
and and but that the good news doesn't doesn't get clicks mm-hmm. right and so the thing that people propagate is negative negativity right, right? it's the outrage it's the well, it's a shock and awe it's the shock and awe and who has control over it too it's like who are the right. masterminds behind yeah. the scenes well and it's people who you know like frankly i mean if yeah. you if you write your algorithm to um to spit back out stuff that is getting clicks and people are more likely to click on something negative what do you think we're going to get in our feeds yeah negativity obviously oh mine is not so that's so that's one of the things that i noticed when i cut out instagram was not only was i not wasting hours and hours just scrolling seeing what Mm -hmm. other people were doing and i was instead just focusing on what i was doing i was i wasn't comparing myself to other people where oh they make it this way and i can't achieve that look well nobody can not nobody but like people aren't achieving what i'm doing Mm -hmm. So why do I need to fixate on what somebody else is doing and spending all that time fixating on it when I could be just developing something on my own? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it, I would say inspiration is super vital. Like you need to, you need to kind of be, I'm not, not sizing yourself up against, but just learning from what other people are doing and seeing what they're doing and being inspired by it. But it's a pretty fine line to, to ride between inspiration and, and comparison. Mm. Right. Because it's, it's so easy to, flip what I'm seeing somebody else doing to realizing and knowing I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it, it, it's a switch of a flip. flip, 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 flip. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a flip of a switch in our brains. That's just so quick, you yeah. know, and it's really hard to control that. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's natural for us to compare ourselves because, you know, as sort of tribal creatures we have to kind of fit in at some level and we have to learn from from our environment and and adapt but but it really is it's overwhelming when it's instant access to the entire world's information at once Mm -hmm. so that's one of the things um where yeah we have instant access to know what's going on in the world but it what does it lead to? Does it lead to just massively increasing rates of depression and anxiety all over the place? Look at our children. Yeah. Which is so sad. Or can can we, and we don't know what this thing is doing, the internet. Like it's so new. It's so new. We don't understand it. It is a, it's an, it's a, it's an unknown entity and we're just kind of letting it loose on the world and we're not checking it. I read a, a really interesting book uh, a little bit ago called The Coddling of the American Mind, how good intentions and bad ideas are setting up a generation for failure and it's a author jonathan Haidt, and i can't remember i think i pronounced his name correctly and there's another author i can't remember um but they they co-authored this book and they essentially say it's a drug like internet is it's completely shifting the brain chemistry yeah yeah and so we should regulate it as such right we don't let underage people drink six hours a day on tiktok yeah you know what i mean like i know like my nieces, for example, oh, like are in their teens, yeah, and they're up until four in the morning watching I TikTok. Did and that I'm like, early pandemic, I had TikTok okay. on my phone, yeah. and I was up till four a.m. No. And I, I immediately, once I realized what time it was, I was like, I'm sorry, that gross. blue light exposure, decreasing your melatonin, what you're actually watching, screwing up you your know, circadian rhythm yeah, just absolutely. by sleep, staying up that late, it's and so also the, the the like dopamine yeah. regulation where you're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and your 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 brain is is wired it's that instant reward of wa- instant and also reward. wanting to know right it's the like, discovery thing that's yeah. what i learned is mm-hmm. that the more you scroll the more your brain is saying what is the next thing what's mm-hmm. the next thing it's so different it's, it's getting hits yeah. every once in a while from what the, oh that's a cool thing 
or oh that's interesting or whatever it's mm-hmm. that that instant gratification but it also it, it's a never-ending search because once you th- there is no end There's to the scrolling never an end and and so <laughs> never yeah so there so is, there dumb. are limitless things to be inspired by or be you know to 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 see and think is cool or funny or and see mm-hmm. honestly it's a testament to human creativity at some level that there is unlimited content mm-hmm. it just means that there that humans are doing what we do best is making stuff yeah and i love whether it's good or bad exactly it can be very good depending on what you're scrolling through and Mm -hmm. what you're learning listening to whatever but it can also be very detrimental especially if it's keeping you from pursuing from from creating yeah it's taking up your time you dude yeah yeah. or like even the person on the other end like you know they may be uh insecure Mm -hmm. you know they may have their own traumas oh guaranteed they're seeing this other side and then they're feeling worse about themselves. Yep. And then it's just creating the bigger hole. You feeling know like I mean? they're a slave to the yeah, content creation. In, and I mean, I also feel it too. Like me wanting to do my own thing. I'm a, you mm-hmm. know, integrative health practitioner yeah. over 10 years now. I've been doing this and I've never done a social media thing mm. because interesting. I've been doing other things, yeah. but at the same time, now that I'm starting to get into my own thing, mm-hmm. you know, I do look at, wow, these people share amazing content, amazing, yeah. amazing like reels. How do I do that? Right. Mm. And I'm getting curious about it, but at the same time, it's like, you don't want it to, oh shit, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a, it's but, a monster and yeah. we don't know what to do with it. So I'm definitely, I, I just deactivated my Instagram again. I, I brought it back a little bit ago in anticipation of, of releasing a music video, which we did. And, and then I was just on it for too long. You know, was, it was taking up my time. It was mm-hmm. it was eating up my time and eating up my peace. Mm-hmm. And so I just decided this needs to go again. You know, and I, I knew it was going to be short lived anyway. And yeah. I, I I was probably five days late on on deactivating <laughs> it. Right. It's good for you, though. You know, you know, for- it's annoying because you ha- you have to be on it for a week before they'll let you deactivate again, really? which is fine. It's fine. But like, be aware yeah. and be like, you know what? I'm going to commit to myself to deactivating it again. <laughs> like, get rid of this thing. So, yeah, you know. It's it's interesting, but it definitely and I I deleted my Facebook years ago. I don't have a Twitter. I don't have I have a, tw- a TikTok, but I I'm I know how much of a awful experience it will be for me to be on it. That it's not enticing for me. Instagram is really hard for me. It's just it's where pictures. well it's, it's where everyone is. is. Instagram, it's yeah. the town squares as they call mm-hmm. it, or whatever. Right? Like so, yeah. it's really difficult because I I'll tell you when I logged in a couple weeks ago, I missed a. Uh, like relationship announcements, engagement announcements, weddings, children being born, right. even just pregnancy announcements. And but then children being born. I logged in, and one of the first things I saw was my buddy with his son on his knee. I'm like, how? Wait, since when? <laughs> Who is gonna tell me this? And it's like, well, if everybody, if their exclusive avenue for communicating anything new to the world is Instagram, and I deactivate it, that's what I that's what I get, right? And I was also noticing, by the way, that early on. I was using Instagram as an excuse for quote unquote connecting with people. Mm. It wasn't real connection. It was right. just, I got the updates. And so I felt like I was, Intera- I was up- it was an interaction. Yeah. I was up to than- date with their life, but I didn't, I I wasn't discussing it with them. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the way that we're interacting now. Well, you and, also never know. People will post and oh, yeah. post and post you get a and sliver. it looks a certain way, you a but it's never what it looks like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and funny, going back to Savannah and I and how long we've known each other, 
the thing that was the catalyst to transforming our relationship from just being kind of friends and buddies to being like you you introduced me as one of your best friends yeah that wouldn't have happened had we not stayed up till 4 a.m talking at in dude. canada houseboats dude we were just just having that deep life talk and connecting and just being real you know I and love that so much it was it was a beautiful thing and it's crazy how you can catapult a relationship with somebody really quickly by being personal and intentional present. and present, yeah. right? Not mm-hmm. being on your stupid phone, you know? And, well, and no wonder people are feeling alone and yeah. lost and insecure. And not wanted or and, not good enough. Yeah. 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 And I'll, I'll admit, like, I feel a lot of the time like I am alone. And it's and actually funny enough, Theo Vaughn. I saw a, a video of him. Dude, he's so good. He's hilarious. I was I was iffy on him at first, and now I'm kind of getting in, into him more. But he said something really profound on a podcast. Funny enough, the other that I caught the other day that he said something about that the hardest part about feeling lonely is not that you don't feel like you have anybody; it's you feel like nobody has you. Mm. That hit me. I got wow. chills just now. Yeah, like that I did too. hit me because, you know, it's, I think that's like a symptom of, of the world that we live in and the technology that we, that we, you know, consume every day is, is these, these micro interactions. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's not a relationship. It's, yeah. it's consuming. It's turning relationships from investment into consumption, yeah. you know, of other people's content rather than looking you in the eyes and understanding how you're, or like at least having some sense of how you're feeling mm-hmm. and your your hopes and your hurts yeah. and things like that. Yeah. The lack of empathy and the ego driven. Yeah. Because everybody wants to look good online. Want, exactly. It's all ego. The followers. Right? The content. Yeah. Like how, how many followers? Yeah, yeah. All that. It's just how many likes? How many, how many comments? Filters. Yeah. Should I put on this? Well, don't even, oh, don't even get me started on that too. Because filters <laughs> screw us up okay yeah. i have felt it and i've seen Cause, it cause it's i'm not like only, wait a second what it's not only how <laughs> others are perceiving you it's how you perceive yourself yeah. you see yourself through a filter and you're thinking that's the idealized version of me that i yeah. wish i was dude so you, and then when you see yourself and you not get a, a filter you get a false perception of your own like it's, self that is literally just <laughs> it's nuts it's sad yeah <laughs> it's so sad yeah it's tough so all that to say, I try to just be off the devices as much as possible. That's so and, smart. Yeah. No, that's good. So that's technology. That's my kind of my rant about technology and culture and stuff. And I could go all over the place with it, but that that seems top of mind stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, I always think, like, you know, with Instagram, for instance, like you were touching on, we look at these phones and we're like, wow, this person did this or this person has that. Yeah. And you, like, see all these different accounts or your Explore page or whatever. Like, mine... Like my buddy was telling me this the other day, is like I don't think there's another human on earth that their explore page is helicopters, planes, <laughs> trucks, yeah, like shit blowing up, and then like <laughs> you know wakeboarding yeah. or whatever. Like that's every, all his explore pages. Yeah, <laughs> my, and then mine like, is so different. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then his, like, when he had Instagram, it's just like girls' asses and like <laughs> you know bikini yeah, pictures yeah, yeah. and just like. Well, girl. what's terrifying is that actually is standard like what because because they know that that's the content that gets a lot of engagement Mm -hmm. so right out the gate they will actually and tiktok does this like to a nth degree and it's really bad they will serve that content to everybody right out the gate 
and most people fall into following that mm. and it's like well that's probably super healthy not you know <laughs> so like even if you're into trucks and 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 helicopters and whatever yeah you know you might be served that right out the gate before kind of you get into the algorithm and they start figuring mm-hmm. out what you actually engage with um but yeah it's it's crazy what they what they just serve up you yeah know? which i guess you know they're like, oh you have to be 13 and older but really no a 14 year old that's the content that they're gonna get yeah, that's awesome for it's your development not good yeah it's so bad i've actually seen that uh process happen in real life like yeah. the or not real life, but in real time, the uh, the Explore page, like I noticed like there'd be a girl from the Met Gala mm-hmm. wearing hardly anything in like the main real Explore page. Mm-hmm. And then there's like all the photos. I'm like, okay, there's, you know, Caterpillar excavators. There's like a NASA plane and yeah, something yeah. else. And then this chick like. Yeah, they offer it to you. I'm like, just to why try is that on my. There's a taste. You know. Yeah. There's a taste of what and you like could be looking weeks at. weeks later. Taste. <laughs> That was the that song taste. That was our 2020 yacht song. Oh, funny, dude! My buddy Jeff like blasted that. Amazing, <laughs> everywhere we went. Amazing, but yeah, dude. Um, I'm trying to remember. Was there anything else? There was something else oh, you wanted the car. to touch on. I want to know mm-hmm. what else are you doing. Tell us a little bit more about what you have going on. Yeah, if the full time job at Halo, at Microsoft Halo, <laughs> at Halo. and and the enough. and the starting an animation studio doing a you know award-winning animated film and, mm-hmm. and well music. you are award-winning i am you are. Congratulations. Yes, thank you and the music videos and all that stuff if that wasn't enough i also am partnering with some buddies to make a card game so it is they they started working on it during the lockdowns good for them right they actually followed through on it and and developed this thing they grew up playing video game or not video games excuse me card games together and just were like, you know what? I, let's make one that we like, that we think we can do a slightly different flavor of, slightly better. You know, something that, that we think that not only we'll like, but hopefully others will like too. And so they developed this thing and they printed out a really crappy version of it and <laughs> we're playing it and people were really liking it. And so they brought me in, man, a year and a half ago, I think, September 20, I want to say September 2021. And so they they brought me in to consult a little bit they you know they had me play test the game and if i liked it because one of the guys knew that i liked card games anyway and he also know he he knows news <laughs> he knows it he, he knows he done <laughs> he knows, knows it. it he done knows it yeah um i tell you what he knew i was a designer and wanted my opinion on the aesthetics of it and they were you know they said hey, obviously this is a beta it's super bad it's actually not even a beta it's like an alpha mm. and i said i think we could i think we could take this somewhere and so yeah we've been working on it and it is called jefe de jefes <gasps> and it oh, is it's a jefe jefe de jefes yeah. see sí, see sí. um <laughs> and so yeah one of the guys is uh like his family and from sinaloa and so he they they grew up playing he grew up playing a card game that was kind of an Italian mafia card game of, that mm-hmm. was kind of similar where you kind of build an empire and you 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 compete against the people at the table to you know take them out and and absorb their resources kind of thing. God, is this like Catan? Uh, no, it's it's strictly <laughs> cards. It's no board. Oh, okay. But um, I hate Catan. I played I my first time the other day and I did not know. No, this one's way it's because it of you and the. 
relationships of past. I despise oh, Catan. Catan. Well, some play some people play it in a way that just makes it not fun because they're hyper competitive as opposed to can we just like have fun and see who wins? Like I have I have friends who funny enough I passed on the way here. Out of the <laughs> corner of my eye, I see them on the street corner and I I just I saw a flash of sunglasses and maybe a face, but I was four or five lanes away and I texted him. I was like, was that you on the street corner? He said, yes. <laughs> I was like, wow, small world. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. It's not no, like Catan. No it's no board. Game. Okay. It's just cards. Just cards. It's, okay, it's, got it. Once you know how to play it, it's actually pretty fast. Um, the first time you play it, probably 45 minutes, but every mm. time after that, you can probably do it in 30 mm. pretty easily. Okay. And so, yeah, it's the, they were playing it and they thought, you know what? Mafia is cool, but what if we what if we had a like a drug cartel spin on it? Was it Escobar? Know? So it well, it's not specifically no names because we don't want to get in trouble. It's, mm-hmm. it's all it's all fictitious, of course. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's you 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 start with three jefes and you start with a territory <laughs> and you you pick up action cards that you can either attack people with and then defend against. You can oh, develop your yeah you can develop your territories and. Um, and you earn cash from them and that you use to to attack people and that's dope and build up your resources and the the whole goal is to take take out the rest of the people at the table um so we we have designed they they developed it and we designed it together uh, aesthetically and can changed it a little bit you know we through play testing we figured out okay this dynamic doesn't work this needs this rule needs clarification yada 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 and to the point now where we have a really, really close beta. The box is printed. The cards are printed. The We're working on the instruction booklet right now. I got to visit a printer this week and hopefully figure out a deal where they can like print 2,000 of them for us. Mm. Um, but yeah, the next step is Kickstarter. So keep an eye out. I'll let uh, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep Solana more and no yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, sweet dude but yeah it's uh we're excited about it we had a great meeting last night uh, talking to somebody else who had done a Kickstarter before and and gave us some tips and tricks and was actually really impressed with the where we're at you know having comps for what makes a successful Kickstarter like looking at different Kickstarters and having our even just our um our overhead calculated okay if it costs this much per box how much mm-hmm. do we want to charge and yeah he, you know we were just at a place where he was surprised. And said, hey, great job. Keep going. You know, like I've got some pieces of advice, but I'm not going to change your world. You know, you guys are you guys are doing well. So that was really affirming and, and really fun. So that's that's one of the biggest things. Um, go watch my films. That's another thing. I If I I can, we'll, we'll release people person publicly. Say that five times fast again. In May. People person publicly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stops, stops at one. That's it. That's it. <laughs> But yeah, so, and we've got the music videos out and, you know, the animation studio, we want to start that. That is less about kind of the YouTube, everybody supporting and buying one. It's not really Mm -hmm. about that. We need to find a studio or a a platform that will- Apparently A24 is doing really good. You should have A24. They just won a million awards at the Oscars. Yeah. And so we're trying to do, you know, we're trying to do similar because I think one of the things speaking about technology and culture and, and whatnot, I think even entertainment and culture can fit into that as well, where we, Ryan and I feel like stories are really watered down these days yeah. and we're trying to provide something where like i said earlier i want to i want to inspire people to live a hero's journey right to see themselves in the characters that they see on screen or in a book or whatever and 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 think you know what 
I need to get off my butt. Like I need to venture forth into the unknown and confront the things that terrify me and and learn and grow and fail so that I can pick myself up or be picked up by the people that are on this journey with me and and be better on the other side of it, right? Either have a story, have experience, or even just even gaining strength and 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 even hopefully sometimes going back and helping others through their journey as well. Mm. You might see that in a in an upcoming story. But you are such a trailblazer. You're a trailblazer and you're shifting the collective that's I around hope. us right now. I hope because literally that is what like that's what like kind of this podcast is about too is like yeah. bringing people in to like share yeah. so that we can shift and yeah. we can learn, you know, and yeah. we can actually um create something that's bigger and better. Yeah. And yeah. hopefully, you know, we all we all get stuck in the cycle of consuming what we're given, right? Like it's so easy to consume Netflix, Hulu, HBO, whatever oh, it's is a, popular. It's so passive. Because it's yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of passive. Million streaming it's services. So passive. There's so many streaming so services expensive. and there's so many things on each one that it's like you get this analysis paralysis. Everybody can relate to the like you sit down, you're like, Great, what do we watch? And you just scroll and you scroll and you scroll yeah. and you scroll. And you know, the abundance of options is not always a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so we're trying to to do it. We're trying to make stories, create narratives that inspire people, that challenge people, that hopefully ask people to think. And Savan, you've seen People Person. Yes. Everybody that everybody that watches People Person, it's an absolute joy to talk with them about it because they all have different perspectives on what it means and what they you know what they got out of it. But they're all right. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's like, because mm-hmm. it's because of dynamic. What you have put in the dynamics with the different lighting, the way that the camera shifts from the subject itself. Every time it shifts, your eye and the way that you have programmed it and designed in different colors, the reflection, every single frame, it captures your eye different. If you watch people person five times like I did, Mm -hmm. you will find something different every single time you watch it. Mm -hmm. You will never see the same thing twice. Yeah. And part of that is because in animation you have to be so intentional with every frame like nothing is an accident like we could film in this room and accidentally get you know the texture of the ceiling because it's been there for however many years i have to make that by hand when i'm when i'm doing 3d modeling Mm -hmm. right so everything is intentional so Mm -hmm. you're right like you can watch something multiple times and still see new stuff because there's just stuff to find there's more stuff to find yeah um and it usually will carry meaning because it was placed there intentionally it's no accident that that thing is on screen when you're dealing with something that's completely manufactured like animation but also the story we wrote it in a way where it's open enough that you can see yourself in the character that you can interpret the their journey in a way that hopefully will relate to you you know and and it really is centered around these just big themes the, the the best way to make sure that your story is open-ended enough is to make it rooted in these really core principles of the hero's journey, right? Is the the realization that that the current state of things is not enough or that, and, and I had a mentor in college who said that growth only happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the perceived pain of change. Mm. right so 100 staying in the same place has to be more painful than what you think you'll experience Mm -hmm. if you move and that is literally like hero's journey 101 Mm -hmm. is 
Luke Skywalker on Tatooine. Like, <laughs> I wish things were different. Well, go for there it. you go. Yeah. That's the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he just goes on. You know, he takes a risk, comes back, and his aunt and uncle are dead. Sorry. But, <laughs> you know, there are consequences, Spoiler. right? And, and But that also, yeah. funny enough, frees him. My dad's going to laugh about this if he listens because I always talk about Star Wars. <laughs> that that tragedy frees him to go forth and and, and, and adventure. There's a silver right? lining in every situation. Even if and there's tragedies all yeah. around us. Yeah. And it's know? the people who raised him and cared for him mm -hmm. who were killed. Mm -hmm. But it but it also is kind of an impetus because it's like, hey, the Empire killed your aunt and uncle. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to like... And he wasn't like, a, I'm going to take revenge thing. It's it's obviously a tragedy. But they were the ones who were like, no, no, no. Like, well, at least his uncle said, no, no, no. One more season. I'm going to keep you here. I'm going to I'm gonna keep you locked down. And part of it, the conversation between his uncle and his aunt who, you know, he wants to go. He wants to adventure. Why don't you let him? He's like, mm -hmm. I see too much of his father in him. Yeah. Right? And so... Some people hold you back, right? And I'm not saying they need to die. I'm just saying like right. th there has to be some kind of a release from that, whether it's your own energy that just sh shoots you out of that situation or if something happens that fundamentally changes where you were, mm -hmm. you know, a, a wise wizard knocks on your door and he's like, hey, I think there's something special about you. Come on this adventure with me, you know, like choose your <laughs> choose your your literary or cinematic. Um, no, I love that. You know, yeah. Corollary, but. Yeah, we want that's what we want. We want to hopefully tell those kind of heroic stories and not just, hey, look at this superhero who can kill absolutely everything. Aren't they inspiring? No, because I'm not them. Right. I can't do that. I I have nothing. I feel like I have nothing. And so I need to I need to kind of start where I am and not and not be, you know, oh hey, it's Superman. What's yeah. what's inspiring about Superman apart from his weaknesses? Right. Yeah. Because if he's just true. and they actually ran into this problem in the comics where he just became so powerful that nothing could hurt him. And so yeah. they had to kind of figure out, OK, how do we how do we make him relatable? What is his kryptonite? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's you can't have you really. They, they Again, they realized it. They were losing the audience and they were losing interest because Superman was too powerful. Yeah. You have to have the weakness. You have to confront the things that that you are inadequate at and 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 grow and change through that yeah and that's, what, that's what we want out of our narratives that's good because i mean like yeah I, I don't know if i mentioned on here before but like the whole reason i went to become a mechanical engineer i, I didn't know what i first i wanted to become a, a film editor mm -hmm. and then i got a car accident lost all the stuff didn't mm -hmm. go to california so i'm like okay, what else can i do and then iron man came out mm -hmm. and i was like oh i'm gonna become a mechanical engineer because totally. that was attainable you yeah, know, yeah. like you can build a suit. There's obviously not an arc reactor that has, yet. you know, yet. Yeah. I've actually like tried to figure that out multiple <laughs> times. Of course you have. Yeah. But that's a great example, right? Because he starts as this asshole, right? He's completely self-absorbed. He's inadequate because he's lazy. He takes everything for granted. And then he has this experience where a missile, one of his missiles lands in front of him that's being used by terrorists. Mm -hmm. he's, he realizes, you know what? Like... I have to change things. Yeah. Right. I am. He's confronted with with an explosive reality that what he has been doing, the status quo, doesn't work anymore. And so he he takes personal responsibility for that and confronts that. Like that's what I love about the first Iron Man movie. It's the. the I would love to have a, a like cinema podcast. I would 
I would. Oh, dude, just nerd out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's the only one of the entire MCU that is a one-off. The first Iron Man. How so? So the first Iron Man, uh, they weren't like a hundred percent. They weren't planning on having a sequel, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so John Favreau is like, "We're gonna go to town." Yeah. We're going to do whatever we want. And Disney wasn't like, you have to be in these parameters. You have to do these things. They're That's why it like, feels like a complete story, by the way, because they aren't counting on picking up the pieces later or having a a, a stupid TV show spinoff that has all this other external ex- explanation for where the where were these characters in the middle of all of this. So don't get yeah. me started. No, I know. Dude, I know. Lauren loves the... Uh, the rom-coms and the hey, there's golden there the ones we watched gray man and she just like no never heard of it never yeah, heard of it it, no. it was yeah. new right the yeah it was a new like the ryan gosling and oh, okay. um chris evans yeah. okay. it was like hunting i, I think him. i heard about yeah i think i heard about yeah this. it's a to me it was great Wait, film when he he was like, it's like in shooting the him and not the spaceship. spaceship he's the this like secret agent dude or like oh yeah okay because he works that one in was the gray. so so, so gory, gory. Oh, yeah and i just all the fight i like, can no do thanks. some fighting sure, sure. you know some action that's mm-hmm. cool but like you know the goriness yeah constant yeah i'm like mm, well this is not the movie i want to be watching mm-hmm. there are some movies that are action for action sake like transformers or pacific rim right. or like you know just kind of dude well both of those are hasbro a yeah b the second one never had a script did you know that uh, which one transformers two do you remember I told you about the Megan it Fox didn't thing? Have a yeah, yeah, Her yeah. boobs are CG. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're blown did up. Did you know that? I think I, yes, I did hear about this <laughs> yeah. where they yeah. went in and post and augmented. They augmented yeah. her breasts. That's so ridiculous. And then so much money. Scene, in one scene where there was literally bombs going off behind her or whatever, they didn't actually edit it. And so her chest was also exploding stop (laughs) that's ridiculous we watched it like what a month ago yeah but those movies like that you don't watch them for the plot like you watch them for the explosions and the fun i will say though shia labeouf had the bet it was most of that and most of that movie was improv the second one the second one it shows (laughs) because it was like 250 like the first one made so much money here's like twice as much budget yeah totally and then they're like we don't have a script. Let's just blow everything up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes sense. I will say, though, I did watch the first Transformers movie a while ago. It holds up beautifully. Oh, yeah. That the, the, the CG in that is almost flawless. The first transformation. Yeah. Do you remember that? It's unreal. With it took Optimus Prime. six months. Okay. To this create. is Savon's like favorite movie. Transformers. He, yes. He talks about it all the time. It's so funny. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's gorgeous. It's it is, trucks. It's, it's cool. It's, it's trucks. It's explosions. Ridiculous. There's helicopters. I love in Michael it. Bay. <laughs> yeah. Like, my yeah. but Ryan Reese, yeah, like yeah, I said, yeah. like that dude is Michael Bay 2.0. I love it. But yeah, it oh took yeah, him six I remember, months. I remember that part of the podcast <laughs> yeah. where you guys were talking about that. You funny. really are yeah. Michael Bay. That's funny. It'll be amazing to see what gets created between the two of them because mm. they are now creating this partnership and creation of this new film. You know? Reese and this boy right here. Yeah. So he is. You told me. Is this what you were telling me about? I don't know. Mm. I'm all those even months like ago. Say all this. But yes. Yeah. yeah. No. No. I know about sure. it. I know yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah, so so we'll see what all comes to fruition from all of it. You That's know? awesome. Yeah. yeah, and I, in listening to to Ryan talk about filmmaking and stories and stuff, I like the the wedding announcement. Did video. you go look that up? I've I've seen it before. Oh, you um, have okay, because yeah, yeah. I I hadn't seen it, so I saw it's it cool and yeah. and and just hearing his heart for for storytelling 
you know, and, and like he, like he said, he put his own money into that a little bit so that it would be something that, that is worth it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, cause you can have a client that comes in and says, Hey, we have a budget. We want this. And if you, and they, they gave him creative freedom, which is really, really huge. But then he had the passion and the vision mm-hmm. and the, the, just the, the, even just the desire and the guts to say, I want to put my money behind this and make it something that I'm proud of. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's his that's name super on it cool. too, yeah. you know? So it's like, why not do it up? Yeah. You know, make it bigger and yeah. better. And yeah, it's yeah. a win-win on both sides. And that's something that Ryan, my director from People Person, and I talk about often is, you know, we'll sit on a Thursday night working, you know, and we'll sit back every once in a while and think, dude, people don't understand. Like, people will ask us, what? why don't you have a social life? Or like, why, why aren't you around? Or why are you so busy? And we're like, we can't help but make stuff. We are so driven to, to, to manifest these things to start from nothing and just have it be, you know, create is such to create is such a like special thing. Um, and, and hopefully we can make a buck out of it to just pay for our food. You know, like honestly, we, we're not trying to make a ton of money. We're trying to inspire people and we're trying to pay for our bills. That's that's baseline, mm-hmm. you know? And if we can find a way to do that, fantastic. Right now, it's completely out of pocket. It's completely like guerrilla style warfare, just in the trenches together, free nights, free weekends, free mornings, mm-hmm. you know? And we're clandestine operations, totally like just under under the radar trying to just work on stuff. So it's, uh, we do it for the love of the game at some level, you know? (laughs) So much, so much packed in, dude. Yeah, dude. You like, yeah, you guys love it. And that's the the whole thing about uh, being a creator. Yeah. Is you, you see it in your head and then you put it together and you can't help find the, like when you make it happen, you're like, this is what I saw and it's, that much better yeah you know well you always discover things in the middle of it too that oh, yeah. that change it you you have this initial vision and i think the most important thing is to stay open i say the most important i don't want to be hyperbolic one of the important things mm-hmm. as you're creating is to keep an open mind be willing to change be willing to pivot yes. when you you know like you have this initial vision that you think is great and then that's what you start working on you can always remember that but i think aaron sorkin says you rewrite a story three or four times once when you write it once when you rewrite it for your actual draft, once when you're shooting it, and then again when you're editing it. Yeah. Right? And then what's funny is what we've realized as artists is once you deliver it, the audience edits it in mm-hmm. their brains as they're interpreting it. Mm-hmm. So it gets, it, it, and that's an interesting, that's a whole conversation about the relationship between the artist and the audience and the artist and the work and the audience and how all of them are kind of communicating with each other in very different ways. The artist and the and the work are communicating with each other. Not like yes, the artist is creating the work, but the work also is informing the the worldview of the artist if they let it. Yeah. Right. Like I can let work that I've made that I'm completely familiar with inform me and teach me about myself, about the world, about whatever. Yeah. Um. And then and then hopefully that similar interaction happens with the audience as well, where they watch it and they're informed about themselves and the world and maybe the artist. Right. Maybe they learn about the artist through the work, especially when you have an, a, a sort of amalgamation or a a body of work. They can kind of start to see you in the work, hopefully. Mm-hmm. 
if the work is authentic. Yeah. I could talk for forever about it, but. That's good stuff. Dude, you brought a lot, a lot, like, and stuff that I didn't really even, because like you said, you're all over the place. You're kind of yeah. on and off socials. Like yeah. it's fun when we get to chat, yeah. you know, whether it's just like a quick text, yeah. you know, we chat or, for real, for real when we chat for real, for real. Dude, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> you too. Yeah. Love it. Her <laughs> thing, awesome. your thing. It's going to become a thing. We're going to make, we're going to make a merch and it just says for, for real, for real. real. Yeah. You totally should make merch. Yeah. I'm a big yeah. fan. Oh, of merch, we're making, we have, our plan set yeah. already. Good. We're making merch. So, yeah. yeah. So we got a thousand pages, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> we gotta get I'm you on board, it. dude. Yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah. We'll make some we'll make some rad stuff happen. But Duncan, like are there any closing notes? I don't like, think so. You hit so many good points. And Lauren, yes. you like killed it today. Aww, you know, like so the the convos, like this was awesome. I appreciate yeah, you guys so much so for having me on. It's been so fun. I I I'm like, I wanna do it more. I do miss the podcasting thing. I had my own thing a while back and it was really fun to just sit down and have a conversation mm. and and try to convey things that you're passionate about to people. And hopefully, like I said, I just want to inspire people. Yeah. So, you know. And you are. I you're not it. trying. You <laughs> like, are doing. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. And, and I want to and I want to continue doing it. You know, I I never want to stop. And I don't want to take it for granted either. So, you know, I always want to be connecting with people. So, you know, hit me up. You can find me, Duncan Schaefer. On my, my my website is probably the best place since I don't have socials. Yeah, yeah I'm like, how do people yeah, yeah, yeah. find you? So my website, just DuncanSchaefer.com. Um, it has my work on there. Um, you can also just get in touch with me. Um, and I'd love to to hear if you if you're interested in any of the things I'm working on. Mm. And and yeah, stay tuned if you're interested in watching People Person. You can watch the trailer right now, and you can see the music videos we worked on. But, can they find yeah. that on YouTube? The the music videos are on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the the the, tra- the trailer for People Person also is on YouTube Perfect. under Melina Industries, M A L E N A. Perfect. So, but my website points you to all that. So yeah, yeah I just go to his website. Yeah, I'm just gonna direct everybody to your website. Sweet. They could figure it out from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm not like a big personal plug guy. Like I I want to like you said like I said I want to inspire people. Hopefully I'm doing that. You are. But you know I. It's just about relationship too, you know, just building yeah. that and, and hearing hearing the, the stories of, you know, hey, like, because that was me with Ryan, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I got to where I am is I, I was inspired by Ryan and he, like, he invited me into that world and gave me an opportunity to invest, right? And he helped me grow purely by giving me opportunities. And we challenge each other every day. We talk every single day and we're always like, what, what if you thought about it this way? What if we did this? What if the what if drives us like so significantly? <laughs> um, because it's not it's not just what if we did this. It's what if this was the way that the world looked, mm. you know, and we're, mm-hmm. we're inspired by that. The vision of what the world could be if we just gave it our all and if yeah. we live life wholeheartedly. I love that. And I love that you just touched on the fact that you know, the relationship between you and Ryan, because I don't know, an hour ago, I wanted to say something so bad, but I didn't know like when to say it. Right. It's always about like that say it timing. Now. Say it yeah, now. It's, it's people come into your life for a reason. Absolutely. You know, and oh, yeah. people f- like show up in your path for a reason. Mm-hmm. And like, if you are aware and you're intentional and you're open, yeah, you can, there's so many opportunities that can blossom Absolutely. from different people that show up. You know, and you never know who, who it's going to be with. Never. And that's so yeah. cool. And I just see that so clearly with you and what you've been doing so far. So I just, 
I just wanted to acknowledge that. And I think it's so cool. I appreciate it. Yeah. Duncan Schaefer from the times of, of being up in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> till four in the morning talking about God knows what. Everything. Every, Every, anything everything and everything, and everything <laughs> until now. It has been an absolute joy. I'm super stoked that you were able to be here, dude. Like, yeah, dude. This was this was fun. It was a good time. Learned a lot. Like the insight was super rad. And um, dude, gotta have you back. I would love to come yes, back. Absolutely. Yeah. Once uh once you got a couple more of those things, those little yeah. projects pushed out. Yeah, yeah. Have you back and kind of divulge. Yeah, dude. Share a little bit more, you know? Sounds yeah. Good. yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> Till then. Dude, so great. For all of you uh, that made it to the end, um, super stoked. You're troopers. 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 100%. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Until next time, cheers. 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 That was so good. Aww. That was like probably one of the deepest. One of the deepest, one of the deepest. So yeah, I'm gonna that's, like, that's what I want. Yeah, that's all I want. Absolutely. Yeah, depth. I'm always about the depth, you know? So it's so nice when like there's someone who can like just really like hone in, in on that and share. Yeah. yeah.